Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grant Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, man, how y'all doing today? Today is Tuesday. I got up bright and early today. Y'all know what day it is. It's Tuesday. I do my live uh, YouTube show with my co-host, Mike, Bushiker, Mike Buckheister and um, Matthew Lyle. Today was just me and Mike, uh, but uh, make sure you guys check that out every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 7.45 a.m., Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 Eastern Standard Time. Um, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-G-J-E-F-E, Grand Hefe. Uh, so without further ado, man, let's just go ahead and get on up in this show today. Uh, we're going to start off with some news that came out in the NFL yesterday. I was going to talk about it in the show yesterday, but I don't like always talking about stuff that haven't happened yet. Excuse me, especially knowing that... Uh, it could have been something different. So I wanted to wait until um it had already been established. Uh if you already if you don't know, um the Redskins signed Adrian Peterson yesterday. Um I thought they were that they would have signed uh Jamal Charles, but I guess it, it makes sense that they would get Adrian Peterson because he's a different back than what they already have there in Chris Thompson. Uh Chris Thompson obviously is their um he played that the third down back role for them uh Last year and the year before, um, he started uh, the first game of the season last year. I believe it was against the Rams. That was their first game. He killed it all year until he got hurt against the Saints. Um, and he, you know, he's their outside guy. He he catches the ball out, out, out the backfield, was leading the team both in rushing and receiving uh, last year and receiving touchdowns. Um, so I guess having Jamal Charles would have been the same as having a Chris Thompson. So they went with... With Adrian Peterson, my only thing with Adrian Peterson is, what does he have left in the tank? You know, um, last year started out in 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 New Orleans, couldn't make it there. Uh, Ingram and and uh, Kamara took that over. Uh, he had what twenty seven carries for eighty one yards, no touchdowns. I think that's pretty pathetic, uh, considering who Adrian Peterson really is. Uh, the guy that 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 we saw come off an of ACL injury and tear the league up. Then he gets shipped off to Arizona, and in 129 carries, he only gets 448 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's pretty pedestrian. Um, I guess 
the Redskins saw that he had a lot left in, in, in the tank. And um, I guess they figured that, I mean, why not? It was it was almost like a like a low risk, low, re, uh, low reward here or a big reward, basically low risk, big reward if he's able to be what they think that he can be. Uh, they got him for a veteran minimum, a million dollars, really no guarantees. Uh, so I guess they couldn't go wrong with this pick. I just didn't understand. Um, I guess it's just the name and uh, that's the way that the, that that sports work. As long as you made a name for yourself, no matter how washed up you are, no matter no matter what you've done uh, recently, uh, as long as you as long as you were good at once upon a time, then you're probably gonna have a good chance um, to get a to get a roster spot. Uh, because this move to me honestly just makes no sense. Uh, he New Orleans got first off Minnesota got rid of him. Then New Orleans got rid of him. Then Arizona got rid of him. You know, uh, so, but I understand the Redskins' position here. Chris Thompson is coming off of an injury, a uh, pretty bad injury. Uh, from all the reports that's coming out of uh, camp, um, he's looking to be close to about 100% already or by the time that the season starts. Um, and Samaji P. Ryan um, uh, and uh, Darius Geis, who they was depending on, Geis and Thompson to be that one-two punch this year. Geis get hurt in the very first preseason game, tear his knee up. Uh, Marshall is hurt. So they're kind of thin that running back. So I understand their position to go ahead and uh, and uh, get another running back. Uh, so, But just for me, Adrian Peterson would not be that guy for me right now because I'm a, I'm a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of guy. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a big-name Oh, I'm just gonna go out there and get the name that everybody know type guy. I'm a hey man, what have you done? And Adrian Peterson haven't done anything to show me that he's that he's worthy of of getting another contract right now. But I understand, like I said, million dollars you can't beat that. You can't beat having Adrian Peterson on a on a one year one million dollar contract. So I understand it. Um, moving right along in the NFL because we're not gonna stay too too long on Adrian Peterson uh, until the season start. Uh, that's why they play the season. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I'm, I'm hoping he, he proved me wrong. Uh, but moving right along, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, this question has been arising. Should he, should he start over Joe Flacco? Now I'm a little conflicted on whether or not I believe he should start over Joe Flacco. Uh, only because I don't think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. Um, I was called a hater his whole time and, and, uh, he was playing college football. Oh, I'm hating on him. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And no, I, I'm just speaking facts of the case. The facts is he's not a great quarterback. He's not a he's not a good thrower of the football. He's a great athlete. That's what he is. He's not a he he's not even Michael Vick. You know, um, a lot of people a lot of people talk down on Michael Vick, but a lot of people don't realize when Michael Vick was in Atlanta, it wasn't his fault why they wasn't winning. Roddy White even came out years, year, years, years later after Michael Vick was already gone. Uh, when when he finally bust onto the scene, Roddy White that is when we you know when he was having those breakout seasons, and he said most of those most of those those passes that Vick was throwing, that was his fault because he would he would stay out all night partying and drinking and doing all that stuff, and then show up show up last minute and, and try to play a game. So and and. The people who, who who don't really understand that or who really talked about Michael Vick in that bad lighting was people who didn't watch the game. They just they just knew of Michael Vick. And those are the worst people to me. I, I say it all the time, man. 
those are ESPN stat watchers, highlight watchers. You know, you you only know what you see on TV or, or, or what you've seen on the highlights, that is. Nobody is really watching the games. Uh, they, they relying on other people information, you know, to, 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 to prove their point. And I brought that up uh, a couple weeks ago with the LeBron or last week with the LeBron James thing. When I said, um, when I said that, uh, if I would say that LeBron James is a better shooter than Steph Curry by the numbers, he is by the numbers, he's a better shooter. But if we know, if we know anything about watching the games, we know anything about basketball, we know, obviously LeBron is shooting more twos. Steph Curry shoots more threes. So obviously, if I'm shooting more, if I'm shooting more high percentage shots than you, of course I'm probably going to have a better percentage than you. So see, these guys sit there and and, and all they do is watch ESPN and or 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 they go look at the stat sheet on 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 their ESPN app and then they think they know. You have to watch the games. You know, um, Lamar Jackson does not give them the best chance to win, in my opinion. The only reason why I would suggest that you put Lamar Jackson in there is you wasted a first-round pick on him. So, obviously, you didn't think that your quarterback could get it done, you know? Now, this is this is kind of different, I guess, than the Cleveland Browns situation where they had Tyrod Taylor and then they drafted, um, they drafted um, Baker Mayfield because... I believe Baker uh, Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than than in Joe Flacco as it current sits. Joe Flacco has literally done nothing really bef- even before the, the 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 Super Bowl, but he had that Super Bowl run and it and, and it boosted up his height. And since then, he hasn't been able to live up to that. You know, so they 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 drafted Lamar Jackson, um, I believe with the thirty first pick, I believe it was. So to me, I think Lamar Jackson give you the more ability to make plays, but he's not a better he's not a better passer. He's not a better quarterback than than Joe Flacco. So I think for this year, it's nothing wrong with letting Lamar Jackson sit and learn. A lot of quarterbacks um have 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 sat on the bench and learned. I think he can learn some things from Lamar Jackson. I think he needs to hone his craft a little bit more of being an NFL quarterback as far as pocket presence. Yes, he's getting better with with not taking off and running as fast, but he's still doing it. He he was seven to fifteen last night for forty nine yards. That doesn't tell me that he's ready to start. All that tells me is he 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 can throw to an open receiver and he can dink, uh, dink and dunk. Seven 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 completions for forty nine yards. That's 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 just seven yards uh, average. But when 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 you think about it, what happens if you get a fifteen yard pass right now so now you just so so what i'm saying is these numbers can be a little bit uh screwed up if you're just looking at the stats because looking at that hey man what's wrong with seven yards per uh per throw right seven yards per catch yeah it's a lot wrong with it because that tells me he's not doing what he, he he's not tom brady my guy you know seven for 15 yeah those are those are good numbers and he also added four rushes for 26 yards but that's what lamar jackson do best he runs the football, and until he can increase his 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 pocket passing, I think he's just gonna be a mediocre quarterback. Cause teams will find a way. Ask Colin Kaepernick. Ask, ask these guys that all they did was was run. Th- this is the NFL, and guys is just as fast as you are. These NFL defenses, these NFL court the defensive coordinators will find a way to keep you in the pocket. They will find a way. To 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 uh marginalize or to um 
magnify your weakness. They will do that. They will find a way to keep you in the pocket, even if they don't have to rush everybody and they just and and they making their ends uh stay uh hold fast on the edge, making sure you you don't get outside the pocket. Making sure that if you do try to run, you can only run straight up the middle where you're running into linebackers. These guys get paid millions of dollars to to do that. Now, Lamar Jackson is probably going to have his way for a little while running the football, you know, until everybody catch on. When everybody catch on, now now your real skills as a quarterback is going to have to take over. They always say the hardest quarterback to defend is not the quarterback that can run. It's the quarterback that can stand in the pocket and, and, and deliver strikes. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning is some of the slowest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen these guys run? They're some of the slowest quarterbacks in my life. But guess what? They were some of the toughest to beat. Why? Because they can stand in that pocket. They can slide. They can move their feet. They can climb the pocket and deliver strikes. So uh, if you ask me, yeah, I guess on the surface, Lamar Jackson will be a better option later on down the line. And the fact that you gave him a first-round pick, just like eventually Baker Mayfield will will be thrown into the into the fire because he's the first overall pick. They're going to want to get him in there. Maybe not this season. Maybe not next season. Aaron Rodgers did have to wait three years before he started. Obviously, he was behind Brett Favre, and Tyrod Taylor is no Brett Favre. But who knows how good Tyrod Taylor will be this year? He's a solid quarterback. you know. I, but I do think Lamar Jackson will probably give them the best chance to win, but I don't think he's a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. And and like I said, I only say he gives him the best chance to win because he's something new, you know, and it may take a season for teams to catch on, but guess what? They will catch on and you're going to have to, you're going to have to find an ability to throw that ball from the pocket. Now, um, I I did the, I did the RTF sports, uh, live show this morning and the question, uh, arose, uh, who has the most pressure to win between, Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers. And I said, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure to win. And I said he has the most pressure to win only because he. everybody says to me or, you know, on TV, all the analysts and most people that I talk to, he's one of the best quarterbacks that he he's the best quarterback to ever touch a football. He's one of the most talented guys to ever touch the football. He can just fling it just uh, effortlessly. So if that's the case, He's the one that got the most approved. Big Ben got his Big Ben got two Super Bowl rings already. Aaron Rodgers is still behind for one of the most talented quarterbacks, the best quarterback that ever lived. They say he's better than Brady. I don't see it because every year they make excuses for him. Year in and year out, Brady does it with different with different weapons every single year. Every single year. This year he's going to have to do do the exact same thing again. No Edelman for, for the first four games. No Brandon Cooks this year. No Amendola this year. And what and and what are we expecting Tom Brady to do? To do Tom Brady like things. Put on MVP numbers. Be in a discussion for uh for the MVP. Be in discussion for the Super Bowl. That's what we expect of Tom Brady. So why is that so hard for for Aaron Rodgers? Every year we make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Not to mention, he's coming off of an injury. So I think he does have more to prove this year. Because what I heard was if he wouldn't have went down last year, they would have probably been in the in, in the running for the Super Bowl. Well, we're going to see this year. The pressure is on you. You added Jimmy Graham. You still have Devontae Adams. You still have Randall Cobb. 
Let's see what you're going to do this year. So I think the more pressure is on is on Aaron Rodgers because he's the better quarterback. And the, and the pressure should be on the better quarterback, if you ask me. Now, Big Ben probably have the better team, I, and I expect Big Ben team to to be better than, than Aaron Rodgers' team. But if the question is who has the more pressure on just the player, I think Aaron Rodgers has the more the more pressure because I think he 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 has proven less than Big Ben. He's he his last Super Bowl was in 2010, and then you will say, "Oh, Hefe, man, listen, uh, Big Ben Super Bowl was in and and uh, his last Super Bowl was in 2008." But in the postseason, Big Ben is 13 and eight. Aaron Rodgers is nine and seven. That's marginal for one of the best quarterbacks that ever lived. That's 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 below average. He, I think he's like six and seven, uh, since since um, since twenty ten. So, that's that's not great. That's under five hundred in in the playoffs. Uh, I'm a pay many fan. And I mentioned this before. The one thing why we why. Why people said that that they can never put Peyton Manning over Brady was because his his uh uh because of Peyton Manning's lack of postseason success. So why why should uh, Aaron Rodgers get a pass? He's the greatest thrower of, of a football that anybody's ever seen. He's one of the best talents that anybody's ever seen. He has all this height. So why doesn't that contribute wins? And I understand. Listen, it's football. It's eleven on eleven. Twenty two guys out there on the field. And then, of course, if you count, the, you know the special teams. I get it. It's one. It's the ultimate team sport. But we, like I just said, we don't make those excuses for Brady. Every year, there's somebody different. Defense, offense, Brady. It doesn't matter. Brady is the same. Here he is, 41 years old. And we expect him to do the same thing he did last year and the year before that. So why does Aaron Rodgers always get a pass? There's excuses to be made. Eh. Every single time. It's time to stop making excuses now. It is it's time to stop making excuses. Now, um Alabama is ranked number one in the uh preseason poll, the preseason AP poll. There's no surprise there. Uh it seemed like every single year they're either one, two, or three in the uh AP poll coming out every year, even if they're not even that good. Even last year, um when they played Florida State, I didn't think they were that good. I thought they caught a lot of breaks last year. Uh, uh, and allow me to explain. And yes, I am a Seminole fan, so it's gonna come off kind of bitter, like I'm making excuses. But these are facts. These are not my opinion. This is not how I feel. These are facts. Uh, right before halftime. Um, right before halftime. Uh, the referees missed a blatant. Pass interference call in the end zone, which should have put the ball on the one yard line. Which who knows? We could have scored there. That 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 that's to be debated. We could have scored. Maybe we could have got a field goal. We ended up having to settle for a long field goal. What happens? It gets blocked. Right? Blunder number one. Come out of the half. Now, we you get a fumble. They get it. They kick a field goal. Cool. Whatever. Now they up thirteen. Thirteen. Now they now they up thirteen to seven. Then on the next possession, get a fumble, they score. So without the and I, and I get it, turnovers are a part of the game. It is what it is. But who knows what happens had they had they not missed that um that uh 
that P.I. call in the end zone. Now, if you play football, you know just like I know, momentum is a hell of a thing in football. So imagine imagine being up 13-10 at halftime on Alabama, right? But instead, we go into the halftime down 10-7. Now, that's a big difference than 13-10 winning and now 10-7 losing. That's a big difference. So, and they struggled all year. They, they, they struggled. They struggled all year. And I have been saying the same thing that I was saying about Lamar Jackson, about Jalen Hurts. He's not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He just plays for the best team or, or, or the team that has the best athletes. And he hides behind his running game and his defense, which, is, which has always been Alabama's calling card. We're going to play tough defense, and we're going to run the hell out the ball. That's what Alabama do. And this year, no surprise, they number one in the AP poll. Uh, doesn't matter what Alabama do. Uh, the, 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 the committee and the way that these, the, the, the writers and all these guys are, are they're going to always put Alabama up as the number one, number two. They're going to always be right up there. They can lose a game. They're only going to drop one, one spot. And and it's all for ratings. This 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 um college football playoffs is really no different than the BCS era. It's all for money. When when guys get to pick who they want to play in the in the playoffs, they are literally picking who they want to play. Alabama didn't even win, the, and I know you're gonna say, uh, well Ohio State didn't need didn't the year before, and I said the same thing about Ohio State. If you do not win your conference title. You do not win your conference championship. You should not be allowed to play for a national championship. That should be one of the biggest criteria outside of record. You should be it. You should have to win your conference in order to play for the national championships. Alabama didn't even get to play in the championship game. And they still get to play for the national championship. And a few missed calls in the Georgia game would have resulted in another loss for them. So, uh, this this new college football era, there's no different. These guys are these guys are trying to put on the best game for ratings, so they can get more money. That's that's all it's for. Uh, but that's why you play the games. Um, right now they're number one AP poll. Who know where they're gonna be come playoff time? Uh, but I do know that the committee has a thing for Alabama. They will be there regardless of the fact of whether they deserve it or whether they don't deserve it. They're always going to be there. Uh, Alabama, they might as well just go ahead and pencil in a spot for Alabama right now. Uh, so college football season should be should be interesting this year. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm geeked. A uh, couple more weeks, man, and uh, the, the real football season start. Uh, we was talking about the preseason day on how much I hate the preseason. Uh, the preseason, man, is is almost like the summer league for me. You got guys getting hurt in meaningless games. Uh, you got guys or people glossing over guys uh, scoring touchdowns against the third team. Guys who's not even going to be on the roster. Uh, so man, I am pumped. I am geek for some um, for some uh, for some real football. Now to a serious issue. Um, Kevin Love has been open about um his mental health. Uh, he sat down with ESPN's uh Jackie McMullen. Uh, I haven't sat down and heard the piece yet, but 
what I'm going to talk about really don't concern the piece. Uh, it concerns the question arises that the NFL owners want to start accessing the players' mental health records. Now, this is kind of somewhat of a touchy subject, uh, and you may not agree with me, but uh, I think that these inner, that these owners should have access to those to those files, and I think they should have access to those files because they are paying these guys millions of dollars to perform. And if your mental health is getting in the way of you performing, why should I have to pay you $30, $40 million? You know? And uh, I get it. Some of those stuff is confidential. Uh, but I'm paying you to do a job. And if that's affecting you to do your job, then I should be able to know that. Right? I have to know everything else. I have to know if you get a sprained ankle or, or a messed up knee or a messed up back. What's the difference between me knowing about, about, uh, about your psyche? You know, especially in, in, in basketball, those contracts are guaranteed. So say I'm paying a guy, I'm paying a guy $25 million a year. But he has a, a mental health issue that's going to cause him to keep getting in trouble. Should I still be liable to pay him $25 million a year, even though he's not capable of doing the job that I want him to, to do? No. Now, it's touchy because... We're we're speaking on mental health, and that stuff is normally private. But I think that your employer should be able to access those records if you work for them, especially if that stuff directly affects your ability to do whatever it is that I need you to do. I don't think you should be judged on it, but I think that if I'm paying you millions of dollars, if I'm paying you millions of dollars, I think I should be able... I think I should be allowed to use those records just like I am any other way, right? If I'm a free agent, and I'm going to put it this way, and it's not the same, it's different in streams, but it's just an example. If I'm a free agent and you want me to come to your team, but I know that you're racist or or you don't treat your, your, your you treat everybody different because of, color their skin or whatever the case may be, don't I have a right to, 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 to not go to your team? So if I'm paying you all of this money, I think I have a right to access all of your medical records. I don't think any, any of your medical records should be off limits, especially in the case of mental health, because that directly affects you being able to do your job. That directly affects you being able to do your job. So I think, yeah, it's touchy subject, but I think it's only fair that your employer knows what's going on, knows if, you, if, if you're going to fall off the wagon. Look what just happened with Josh Gordon. They, they paying this guy money, and, he, and he's having to check himself into a mental health rehab facility instead of playing football. No, I get it. His mental health is way more important than playing football. But I have a business to run. And the show must go on. So I think, yeah, man, listen. The players may not like it. Their agents may not like it. But I think it's only fair for the for the employee or the employer to know what's going on with the employee. Now, personal business is personal business. But I don't think your medical records when your medical records directly affect playing football, basketball, baseball, should be private. 
Just like they go through the combine and they say uh, nothing is off limits. They they know everything. They, they, they make them take all these tests. So what's the difference between the owners, you know, getting those reports? It's the exact same thing. So uh, that's going to be it, man, for my time today. Uh, make sure you guys catch me tomorrow uh, and every single weekday uh, on the Unpopular Opinion Podcast, um, 12, 12 noon Eastern time. Uh, make sure you guys catch me every Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday on RTF uh, Sports Live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, if the YouTube is RTF Productions. Or, or if you just type in RTF Sports, it'll come up. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment, uh, like. Make sure you share. Uh, and I will see you guys uh, tomorrow, man. Uh, have a good day. Stay on the gas, yo.